0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I want, what a I want to see your glory, And I want to live in the secret place. Show me your clothing. Show me your face, I want to see you, I want to see your glory, and I want to live in the secret place, show me your face, oh, oh. I'm not satisfied with where I've been. Though I've cried out before, still I will more. I wanna be your lover, this very hour.
1: Now, as they sing the chorus, um, I want you to think, to hear this next uh, verse. And um, this guy, William McDowell, I believe he's on to where the Lord has taken me. He was already there, and this is the place where I think believers have to get. So listen to this next verse. I know
0: this is where a lot of you are standing You can make cry your heart. I'm not that go <laughs>
1: That was the little part right there that I really wanted you to hear. I'm going to try to back it up. What was that? What's that at? 23? I'm going to try to back it up, but I want you to hear. I want you to hear. I think it's going to act up. Let's see. Let me see if it's going to let me do it. Nope. It's going to act up. If if it starts, I'll, I'll break um, but what happens is when you start to understand how God set the earth up, because I know some folks get frustrated. Um, they get frustrated with how things work out here in the natural. And God gives us all these promises that you can name it, say it in Jesus' name, and it's going to come to pass. And and you're naming stuff, and it's not coming to pass. The The key is you have to – want to have more of god you've got to get more into what god's purpose is you've got to find out identify with where god is that's why when it says in jesus name it's not just saying jesus name but it's actually picking up the character and that's where we're going to go uh lord willing that's where we're going to go after this where where we talk about righteousness and holiness see we serve the god um who we adore, who um, deserves all this majesty. And then we want to live in a way that could be considered trifling before him, and that can't happen. And then you want to access his power but not live the way that he wants you to live. So that, that, that portion of the song says, what you want to do in this earth, do it through me. What you want to see happen in this earth, you do that through me. Why? Because God has given us dominion. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this night of study. We thank you, O God, for each and every person and family that's on this call. We pray, O God, that you will have your way in an awesome, awesome way tonight. Let your will be done. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you for all that you're doing in our lives. We adore you, God, for who you are to us. We thank you for all that you have given us. Now, God, we're praying you have your way in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. All right. So, so again, we're studying tonight. We're going to continue in this, in this study of prayer when we're using the foundation of uh, acts, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. And we're still on adoration. Uh, we studied on last week uh concerning adoration. It was a blessing to me. I always love going over the omnis. I think I've got to shut some things down on my computer because let me see what can I shut down. I don't think anything. I think I got everything down. Okay. I um hold on two seconds. Let me look. Bam bam bam. Okay, that's good. Okay. So so as we study Adoration, again, there, there's a great possibility that the things that you desire to get from God, you're not getting from God because we disrespect God. Wow. What are you saying, Pastor? Because when you come to God, and, and what we do is that we take the comments of either common people or biblical scholars and apply that to God, and 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 when you have a relationship with God, and you talk to Him, and a common person, a friend, a colleague, tells you one thing about the Word of God, and you read it in a commentary where a biblical scholar has researched this, and because of their biblical knowledge, you take their recommendation or their comment as being legitimate or being quote unquote the law then you start to attach your 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 mindset to what you've heard someone say friend colleague uh biblical scholar not knowing that they have taught you wrong the the situation that constantly comes up in my mind today as i was looking at uh talking about this tonight is the slaves who, once they were released, uh, decided that they did not want to be released from their master and they wanted to stay there as a bond servant. They they said, no, we, master is treating us good. I'm not going anywhere, even though they had been freed. Now, they're not using the knowledge of freedom, not having the experience of freedom, and uh, picking up, saying, "Guess what? Really, you had nothing to compare it. and particularly, if you were if you were raised in slavery, you have nothing to compare it to. So you can't say that you don't want freedom if you've never experienced freedom. But they've experienced." the slavery, and what the master had done for them, so they're taking it at face value because that's all they know. Well, many people are doing uh, the, the approach towards God that same way. People say, hey, you can approach God just like he's a natural man. I talk to him like he's my friend. I say, you know, what's up, God? You know, it's me again. And we say, you know what, um, because who said that? I that, I can appreciate that person's opinion and, and this is the way I'm going to approach God. Well, you've got to understand when you take someone's opinion, the real opinion that you really want to take is what did Jesus say? Uh, maybe I should come up with a new T-shirt. What, what did Jesus say? So not WWJD, but WDJS. That's the, new, that's the new one. What did Jesus say? Because that means, every, for the believer, that means everything. However, because of who said it, that means or who's done it. So we grew up in the church, and this is the way they prayed, or this is the way they talked about God. This is the way they did things. So because they did it that way, that made it right. It seemed, listen, it seemed effective. But what we need to do is study. You've got to study, and when you study and you see the approach of God, the, the way folks that, that biblically approach God, it's really not like, the way folks today approach God. So like I said, I love going through the omnis, the omnipresent, the omnipotent, and the omniscience because, again, it starts to set you up on the awesomeness of our God. You don't just walk up into his presence any old kind of way. And many times I believe because, listen, uh, I'll never forget, um, you know, sitting alone and reading moses going up on the hill and and if you have an imagination like mine when moses went up on the mountain and he says tell the children of israel don't touch the mountain don't touch the base of the mountain if you remember when they were carrying the ark of the covenant and they were carrying it improperly and and when when the um they were rolling it on a cart. There were certain folks, the Levites, that were supposed to carry, the priests, they were supposed to carry this uh, Ark of the Covenant. And, and here they are rolling it on a cart. And then when the cart began to fall... The, uh, you know, someone reached out their hand and touched it. When they touch it, bam, they struck dead. Why? Because there's a certain way that God says do things, and when he says do it this way, that's what we – listen, that's what we use as our law. That's what we use it as our mandate or our command. This is what God asked me to do. No, I'm not doing it because he said it or she And, listen, I'm not doing it to become a rebel, to stand out from everybody else. I'm doing it because I'm trying to please God. You know, folks say that I want to hear, well done, that good and faithful servant. But if you really want to hear it, you've got to study. And as the Bible says, you've got to study to show yourself approved unto God, not unto your pastor. Unto God, not unto the biblical, biblical scholars. You've got to show yourself approved unto God. And God, listen, this is what he's looking for. He's looking for those who are seeking after him. He says, if you seek me, you'll find me. So so the eye-opener is, God, show me your face. God, I want to be used by you. What you want to do in this earth, do it through me. And And why is that? And we've gone over this, and I love going over it. Why? Because when you get it, let me tell you something, it's going to flip-flop the way you think. God gave this earth to man and said man has dominion. He's still got heaven, and he has dominion in heaven. But what we're supposed to do is turn earth back over to God. So every believer, listen, that's sold out for God, that loves God without a shadow of a doubt, that has no doubt in their mind that God is real and that he deserves. Listen, sometimes he deserves you to come before him and just be silent. Why? Because of who he is. It's the majesty of God. It's to adore Him as we go into prayer. You listen. Sometimes you got to just spend time reading the Scripture back to God. God breathed it, and then you read it back to Him. Why are you reading His words back to Him? He gave us the power of the Scriptures, and He gave us how to tr- watch this, how to treat Him. I'll never forget. Co pastor she went through um, she went through a phase in in our marriage and and she was really into flowers during that time and she really liked flowers now she 's not the big flower person now, but she at one period she was really into the flowers so she had told me that she likes flowers and she liked to be surprised so periodically, I would buy flowers and I would try to get different kinds of flowers and sometimes i hit the ball out of the park she really liked them and then some of them she she, she said that's nice when she said that's nice that's that's nice those are nice i knew what she meant those not her favorite those not the ones i didn't hit it out the park on that one so uh She told me what she liked. So her and I, that's what we do. If I like a particular kind of candy, if I like a particular kind of drink, then I let her know how I like it. And then she does what I like. I do what she likes. Well, guess what? God set this thing up to show us how he does things, how we are to address him. Many times I believe that our prayer is not being answered. Why? Because we're approaching God the wrong way. If he said, come to me, and when you pray, pray our Father. You better understand who said that. When Jesus said it, that's the Father. When the Holy Ghost uh, 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 strikes it into your spirit, that's the Father. It's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy. It's God speaking. And he says, come to me and say, our Father. Recognize who I am recognize my power, recognize my authority. So, again, tonight, that's where we are. We are still recognizing the awesomeness of our God. It says the Lord's Prayer. Now, what I did is, again, I used different websites. I used the Holy Spirit speaking to me, and one of the websites I looked at was the Lord's Prayer Interpretation. The Lord's Prayer Interpretation. Be Inspired Everyday.com. Okay, I think that's what it is. Yeah, beinspiredeveryday.com. I used that website and I and I pulled a portion of it out. Why? Because it broke down. Our Father who art in heaven. When it spoke to our Father, it says here, God is the Father of. Watch this. The God is the Father of our soul. My father, Ronald C. Shepperson Sr., is the Father of my flesh he birthed me he birthed me into the world god the father is the father of my soul he literally breathed into me a portion of him his spirit in me my soulish man our earthly parents were responsible for the birth of our bodies god our creator birthed our soul you better understand. And see, when you don't get this, when this doesn't really sink into you, that I got a piece of God in me. I kid with folks all the time. How? Where is the battery? I asked them on Sunday, what type of battery do you use, EverReady or Duracell, that keeps your heart beating? What, what type of battery? And little CJ, CJ said Duracell. I think mine is Duracell. You better understand, I believe that the reason that heart keeps pumping is because God is in us. God keeps us alive you you, you got to think what you what you want to think, but I believe that when it says, you know something, even sometimes when your body shuts down, for some odd reason, the person does not die. Something inside of them just does not let them go. When God says, it's not time, it's not time, and he doesn't worry. He's not sitting pacing the floor wondering, is my baby going to die? Is my husband, is my wife going to die? He's not worrying. Is this child going to die? No, he's not worrying. Why? Because Because as long as I'm in them, they ain't going nowhere. This organ can shut down and that organ can shut down. And and they're not going anywhere. Why? Because I'm in them. And I'm, watch this, I'm the hope of life. I'm the one that sustains them. I'm the one that can make uh, the body function without this Organ Without that operation of of that organ, I'm the one. So he is the one who births our soul. It says, our father. And I said, please do your research. When God says, I'm your father, understand the responsibilities of a father. Even though we've gotten far away from him and the father is really considered just to be the breadwinner, he's out of the house the majority of the time, and then when he comes in, he's supposed to be catered to, we've got to understand the way the original uh, 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 family structure was set up and how God takes his responsibility as our father. I love the Psalms, Psalms uh, what is it 23, Psalms 23. And when you look at Psalms 23 and I'm and I'm flipping there I'm doing old school, I'm flipping Psalms 23, when it says, The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want, you start talking about a provider. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He's a provider, and then he's making sure that those pastures, watch this, are safe. And then he said, It leaves me beside the still waters. Again, there's a calm atmosphere. There's a, a presence that he creates for us. And if you go down through that psalm, you're going to understand really how he fathers us, in the person or the characteristics of the shepherd. That's our Father. Watch this. The divine. Watch this is what it says. The divine. This is what it's entitled, the divine shepherd. The responsibility of God. So when we approach him, we don't approach him just any old kind of way. Help me, Holy Ghost. Watch this. It says, who art in heaven? Our heavenly Father, who is in heaven, earth earth, is ruled by man god created the earth and gave man the freedom to live on earth according to our own will we can choose to follow the ways of god or to follow the ways of our ourselves see this is where when it comes to kingdom will let me tell you something, don't let that thing go, don't play with it like it's a theme for this year, and oh, okay, that's a cute little kingdom will. that has a nice little ring to it, I never heard that before, it's not about having a ring to it, it's about penetrating into your very soul, your spirit man to grab hold of this, and when you start to look it, and you start to listen to songs, and read the scriptures, li- listen to the hymns, you're going to find that there's a theme where God is saying, if you guys want to make it from heaven to earth i need a group of people this spot without a spot or wrinkle kind of folks these are folks that are sold out to god having his way it says who art in heaven the suffering that exists in the world comes from man not from god This is what we've got to go through living on earth, watch this, and doing it our way. And when we do it our way, there are certain things that we put in our body. Guess what? That's what's killing us. There are certain laws that we put in place, and guess what? That's what's causing the problems in this earth, the laws that we're making to hurt one another, the the way we treat one another. This is man's way. And the suffering that we've got to go through when we do it. Yes, you've got to go through that. Why? Because you drank the wrong thing too long. You smoked the wrong thing. You shot up the wrong thing. You did the wrong thing way too long. You had sex with too many different partners. And guess what? It has destroyed, it has deteriorated your spirit, man. It has deteriorated your body. Too many different women, too many different relationships, too many cuss words, too much disrespect, and it 's caused you to be callous. the suffering that we 've got to go through it comes from man it 's not coming from God, who art in heaven, see God is saying that if we can get to the place where we turn this earth back over to God, why because the the next verse in in the in the uh Prayer, excuse me, says, Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be when it says, Thy name is your name. It's your name. Hallowed be your name. You got to understand. It says, God's name is to be honored as holy. You can't just, well, you know, uh, the Lord is speaking to me, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. You've got to honor. When, when you say it, you've got to say it with reverence. Even if you do say, the Lord said to me, the Lord spoke to my heart. But in your heart, see, God's not looking on the outward appearance. He's not looking at the volume. He's not looking at how fast you talk. He's looking at your heart. And when you said my name, when you said the Lord said that you reverence me. Did you recognize who? He, see, many folks, if you reverence God, listen, you won't falsely accuse God of saying things that he never said. It won't be guesswork with you. When you say the Lord said in his word, when you say the Lord said in his word, there's a reverence in your heart. That's why I say the, the, the Lord made. he's the father of our soul. He's that spirit man that lives inside of us when the Holy Spirit is inside of you, you start to reverence the Word of God. Nobody has to tell you not to walk. You got some folks, when we're doing prayer, we have prayer, and when we have the uh, corporate prayer, as we first open up, when we have corporate prayer, what happens? Folks can come in during that time uh, because, again, we we don't want them standing out in a cold vest of However, you get some folks, when they come in, When we are in prayer, they will quickly, boom, move to their seat and, bam, bow their heads. Why? You got some folks don't want to move. When they come in, they just don't want to move. They can't move. Why? Because it's a reverence that you have for God. And either or is proper. If you come in swiftly and move to your seat, bow your head, and start to honor God, that's proper. Why? Because it's your reverence for God. For the person that says, I can't move, why? Because it's my reverence for God. God is looking for your individual reverence of who he is. Hallowed be thy name. God's name is to be honored as holy. When we make this statement, we are vowing to respect God's name as set apart from the world and worldly things. So you can't just say his name. And not reverence him, God, I love you, no 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 it's not about volume it's not about uh the cadence of your words, God I love you, God, I love you, you get folks and they'll say things certain ways why because it sounds it sounds churchy, it sounds heavenly it sounds it sounds like you it sounds like you're reverencing him, and let me tell you this is going to wind a whole lot of folks in trouble with God why because we're we cutting both ends of the turkey off because grandma cut hers off. We're doing it because somebody told us that, and we respect that person. We're doing it because the commentary said it, and, 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 and these are scholars who, who, who spoke this thing. Uh-uh. you got to do it in your heart, and you got to do it because you reverence God. When you love God, you reverence him. Hallowed be thy name. It says here: It says we are vowing to refrain from using God's name casually or with vulgarity. Mm. Watch it when you use God. Even even uh, some it's, if some folks say O M G, it's oh my gosh, It's gosh, it's not God, it's not oh my God. When you say oh my God. What God do you have in mind? OMG is okay if it's oh my gosh. OMG is okay if it's oh my God. Um that's lowercase G O D. If it's uppercase G O D, you gotta watch it using even OMG. If you're saying, Oh my oh my God, oh my God. Now, if you're saying, oh, my God, in reverence of God, that's one thing. But if you're saying, oh, my God, because you got a sale of, uh, of one of your favorite items at Walmart, and the price is now down $10 more than what it was before, and you say, oh, my God, in reference to a sale item, and it's not really in reference to the honoring of God, you've got to be careful. Why? Because you're talking about God. Never forget her stories about when they would write scripture and when they would write God's name, they would put their pen down and to write his name, they would pick up a fresh pen. Why? Because of who God is. I can't write his name with the same pen I've been writing everything else with. That's when, it's, that's when there's a high reverence for who God is. Literally, the name of God is Yahweh, Y-A-H-W-E-H, Yahweh. During biblical times, people worshiped many gods and used the name Yahweh. By using the name Yahweh, sets God apart from these other gods. We're not talking about these little idols. So, again, when it comes to prayer, the effectual, watch this, the effectual, fervent, okay, hold on a second, slow it down. The effectual, affection for what? See, again, some folks think effectual, fervent prayer, uh, uh, deacon, deacon, who can we go call? Oh, Deacon, excited, excitement, Deacon, excitement. Can you can you pray? Sure, sure, I can pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, uh, Father. Again, that's not. If a person is excitable, that's fine. But if you are excitable just for the sake of being excitable, that's not effectual fervent prayer. Effectual. Servant prayer is a prayer that honors God, a prayer that is connected to God in a way that you reverence him, that you set him apart from every other God, every other lowercase g-o-d. Even when they say, hollow be thy name, you see they capitalize thy in, in some Bibles you'll see it it capitalized. Now a lot of the, uh, the uh, translations they don't capitalize it. but in the King James you'll see they'll capitalize it. they'll capitalize die. why? because it's in reference. This is this is standard practice in Christian writing for any pronounced re, pronounce referring to God, or jesus so if it says he him his thy all of those are referring to god god the father the son the holy spirit and they'll capitalize it why because it's god hallowed be thy name so we get to a point that when you go into prayer you're reverencing him we went through it last week omniscience omnipotent i'm not present because of who god is so you reverence him Even if all you say is our Father, we thank you today. Again, in your Our Father, do you reverence Him? Do you get so caught up on people watching you, or people hearing you, or people judging how you pray? Do you get so caught up on that that you forget to reverence God? Watch this. Do you get so caught up on who's hearing me that you don't recognize that God hears you? Do you get so caught up on not trying to miss a beat in my prayer that you don't understand that God's trying to pray for the people through you? But your, your antenna is not in tune to the frequency of heaven. It's in tune to the frequency of earth, and you've got all the chatter that goes on in earth distracting you where you can't hear God. I'll never forget, there's a couple of times that folks pray at Mount Enon, and when they pray, they, it's just a bunch of Thanksgiving. It's a whole lot of thanksgiving. Why? Because that could be what God is speaking to them. It's not time for supplication. It's not time for a lot of adoration. It's time for some folks to thank me. And we're going to move into that area. Right now, we're in adoration. And when you're in adoration, let me tell you something. You want to be able to hear from God even in your prayer. Why? Because it's his will be done. And even in your prayer, you got to understand, the prophet, these are the men and women of God who were respected in the word of God, the holy writ. They were respected. Why? Because they spoke what God spoke. You better understand this, will, this kingdom will thing is serious they were respected because they said what god said nothing of them own, their own selves this is not oh oh let me conjure up what i feel what i think this is being in tune with god and let me tell you something that don't happen overnight uh, uh, someone said the other day, he said, you know what, I want to get that relationship like you have. Well, let me tell you something. This came from a season in my life. These, were, This was years in my life where I was constantly saying, God, I want to be saturated with you. God, I want to be saturated with you. God, I want to be saturated. And this is not coming because, watch this, Solomon said, God said to Solomon, "What do you want? What do you want me to do for you?" And he says, "Hey, I want the wisdom to to govern your people properly." So, what does people do? They'll they'll mimic or they'll recite that prayer. Why? Because I want to get what Solomon got. So he says, "I want wisdom. Lord, give me wisdom to govern your people. Father, please give me wisdom to govern your people." No, that was in Solomon's heart. And when God saw Solomon's heart, I believe that He knew. Guess what? It did. He did not have an ulterior motive. I'ma ask for this, but I really want that. I'ma ask for this, but I really want everything. I'm, I'm going to ask for this, but i really got some selfish desires that I want. God, I want to be saturated with your spirit. I want to be remote controlled by you, and you've got to stay right there. As much as the enemy tries to put in your mind your own will, I love God so much, and I respect him so much, I don't want to do anything he doesn't want me to do. God, I want to be controlled by you. I want to be controlled by you, God. I want to be controlled. This is years. You say, "Wow, is that what it's going to take?" No, it may took years for me to get some of the foolishness that was in me out. And that's why it took me years. It may take you weeks. It may take you months. You may be on the same track that I was on, and guess what? You were still wrestling with too much other stuff, and God couldn't open you up to where he has me now when it comes to the understanding. Son, you now you can realize, and now you won't fluctuate back and forth. It's not about your will. It's about my will. So when you ask it in my name, you're not asking it in my name based on what you desire. You're asking it in my name based on what I desire. Why? Because you're following after your big brother Jesus, who said, I don't do anything, good God Almighty, I don't do anything that the Father does not tell me to do. I don't have a will. His will is my will. Where he says go, that's where I go. The disciples questioned him and said, "Why are you going back there? Don't you know they tried to kill you there?" Well, you got to understand when the Father told him to go back to that town, he had to go. Adoration. Adoration means to worship and to acknowledge the majesty of God, to praise. Praise God. God He's our Father. In heaven, hallowed be thy name. This is to adore the greatness of God. His incredible omnipresence, omnipotence, and omniscience, his sovereignty. He is sovereign. Watch this. His nature is to rule. And his complete holiness. This is what we do when we adore him. We are looking at his complete holiness. There is no sin in him. There is no fault or failure in him. This is, watch this, this is to be our duty and our desire. See, this is where you start to transition. Some folk do it because it's their duty. Some folk, has trans, they have transitioned from duty to desire. I want to do it. I don't have to do it. Or I'm not doing it because I was told to, I'm doing it because I want to. That comes from our gratitude. I appreciate you so much. When I keep looking around, how we're destroying this earth. You know, they say they're gonna build this pipeline. And and folks say, Well, that's a good thing. Well, you gotta understand the 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 substance that's gonna flow through that pipeline is a very uh uh contaminated very it still can be used as fuel but it is a very low low grade of contaminated substance that's going to come from Canada and be piped into the United States now i'm not i'm not saying that to fault president trump i'm i'm not i'm not i'm not on that bandwagon i'm on a god bandwagon and and anybody that's around me knows that The thing that I'm saying is when it comes to us taking care of the earth that God gave us, when certain things are done, again, my prayer is what God gave us as a a script, if you would, a script of what we're supposed to be doing as, as believers that love him is taking care of this earth. If that pipeline, if there's any accidents and that pipeline begins to uh crack or or joints uh come loose and that substance that stuff that's gonna be flowing in there is terrible for nature. So as believers, listen, you watch the bad news or read the bad newspaper to, again, how do we direct our prayers? Father, our desire is that we would take care of what you have given us, what you have created. So you've got to keep your mind straight on what to pray and how to pray and why do you pray. I'm not doing it because of duty. I'm doing it because of desire. Because I'm grateful. It's a gratitude that I have towards God and what he has given us. We can see, watch this, the awesome privilege we have to know him and to continue with him. When it comes to duty, duty is so we can have a greater delight in him, not just as a necessity, a law, a ritual. That's duty. But living our life because of who he is. See, when it comes to desires, because we truly love him, we get up in the morning. When you wake up at night and you can't go back to sleep, guess what? You start to pray and you start to worship. You start to thank him. Lord, Why? how come I'm, I'm not able to go back to sleep? Wow, God. Immediately, thank you, God, for so many nights I have gone to sleep. Thank you, God, for the bed that I'm in. Thank you, God, that if it was too cold in the house, I could turn the heat up. Thank you, God, for so many people that you have taken care of this night. Thank you, God, for so many people that walked out of the hospital tonight. Thank you, God, for your hand of protection being over folks that, that were in car accidents tonight all over this world. Thank you, God, for loved ones who have prayed for their loved one to, to uh, stay in existence, and, and they stayed in existence long enough for them to be able to accept you as their Lord and Savior. Thank you, God. And you find yourself, listen, you go into a prayer of thanksgiving. You go into a prayer of adoration and just adore him for who he is. And let me tell you something. Before you know it, you'll be back off to sleep. This transfers, when it comes to a relationship to him, this transfers to us a prayer for further dedication. We get deeper in him. When we do it because of desire, we get deeper in God and in the things of God. You start to understand that it's not about duty, it's about desire. We are to watch this, be dedicated to God, not just by our words, deeds, and promises, but also by our will. When I read that, you know, I just I lit up. Thank you, God. The, the, the scriptures, that he, the websites that he sends me to, again, he's always sending me to scriptures or to websites that, again, it is because, listen, it's our will to be lost in his will. It's our heart. It's our mindset that it totally encompasses us now to a what? To be after what God, whatever you say, do. That's my desire. His majesty, listen, we're going to close out this last 15 minutes. We're going to go through some scriptures. When it comes to, again, I I had the question, says, hey, what about if I bow down and nothing comes to my mind? If I bow down and nothing comes to my mind, to say to him, I don't know what to say. Let me tell you something. I said it once tonight, and I'll say it again. Silence is powerful. Silence is powerful before God. Why? Because that is, I'm telling you, it's a a high, high reverence. I don't know. I can't say nothing to you. You are awesome, God. I'm not even saying that you're awesome. I'm just, Uh uh-uh, nothing didn't happen to the phone. That was just silence. Why? Because of who he is. One of the Psalms, I don't know if you have it highlighted. I had a few things highlighted in it. It's a very brief Psalm, Psalms 93. It's entitled, The Majesty of God. When you don't have what to say, I'm going to tell you, me and, and Overseer or Warren, we have been down at that church, and, and there's nobody else there, and I said it before, I'll say it again, sometimes it's good that there's no one else there. Why? Because sometimes you just need to be in the presence of folks that are on one accord. You don't need anybody coming in distracting. You don't need it. Let me tell you something. If just Overseer and myself are there, and we're on one accord, let me tell you, tens of thousands of demons are being put to flight. Why? Because we're on one accord. And one of the things that we both agree on is that we have this high, high reverence for the word of God. And sometimes we'll just be reading scriptures backwards, back and forth, back. She's reading a scripture, and then I'm reading some scriptures, and then she's reading a prayer, and I'm reading a prayer. And they're all geared towards adoring and loving on God. Psalms ninety three is the majesty of God. The Lord reigns. He is clothed with majesty. The Lord is clothed with strength, wherewith he has girded himself. Help me, Holy Ghost. He has girded himself. And I'm telling you, I'm I'm not going to do it tonight. Look it up in different translations. You're going to see I'm talking power. Psalms 93, a psalm that we don't read all the time. Psalms 91, yes. Psalms 93, no, we don't read it all the time. But he has girded himself with strength. Wherewith he has girded himself with what? Strength. He's clothed with it. It says here, the world also established that it cannot be moved. you got to let it soak in. I know it doesn't say Selah. Selah is not in this one. But every now and then I'll read something, and let me tell you something. i got to take that Selah moment where I just pause and let that soak in. God is so awesome. He created it. He gave it to us. And now he is clothed in the majesty of his creative power. It says, Thy throne is established of old. Thou art from everlasting. The floods have lifted up. Oh, Lord, the floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. See, you got to look at the power of a wave. you got to go to the beach, and you just got to sit. No, you're not going to swim. You're not going to play beach balls. You're not going to play volleyball. You're not going to build a sandcastle. You're not going to surfboard. You're not going to jet ski. You're going to sit and to look at the majesty of God. It's not about the romance of a sunset on a sandy beach. Oh, yeah, it's really nice. I understand. She looking into your eyes, and he's looking into her eyes, and the sun is setting on, on the horizon of the sea. I understand. You've got to look at nature, and you've got to see the awesomeness of your God. Watch this. It says, the Lord. On high is mightier than the noise of many waters, yea, than the mighty waves of the sea. Thy testimony are very sure. Holiness becomes thine house, O Lord, forever. Now, watch this. Holiness becometh thine house he says, this, this body, this earthen vessel, it's a treasure in earthen vessel. And guess what? This body is supposed to be holy. I know you want to look at it some other way. I know you want to get around it some other way. I know you want to say, well, you know, God knows that we're in human flesh. And listen, you got a desire in your heart to be holy. You think God is going to give his awesome, awesome power. You know what? I'm going to tell you, a prayer of thanksgiving is that as dirty and trifling as believers can be, still naming the name of Christ and getting answers to their prayers. Now, you're talking about a merciful God to know how trifling the people are and still answering their prayers. Imagine. See, this is when you start talking about whatever they ask, I'll do it. Why? Because these are those that's why a lot of folks not getting a prayer answer. Why? Because they're not, it's, it's not according to what God has asked us to do. It's according to what they want to do. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Keep it moving is what he said. Psalms 97. Here was another one. Psalms 97, 1 through 7. The Lord reigneth. Let the earth rejoice. Let the multitude of Islam, Isis, be glad thereof. Clouds and darkness around about him righteousness and judgments are his watch this righteousness and judgments are his habitations of his throne the fi- yeah moving on a, f- a fire goeth from him And burneth up his enemies round about him. See, this is why, again, not only from the standpoint of what he will do if we're on the opposing side... Just from the majesty point of view. However, in the midst of uh, uh, acknowledging who he is, you've got to acknowledge when you are against him, let me tell you something. That is a bad place. It is terrible to find yourself in the hand or before an angry God. He burneth up his enemies round about him. It says his lightnings. Enlightened the world, the earth saw and trembled, the hills melted like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. I don't care if they acknowledge him or not. Guess what? He is Lord. So when we acknowledge him, when we go in, when this place of adoration When we start to adore him, that's when we, again, get this access to what he said we can have. And then when you really get to the place where all you really want is his will to be done, it's amazing. I'm telling you how many people ask blessings upon people who will not acknowledge God as God. See, that's why you leave all that judging and all the blessings You leave it up to God. Whether they are supposed to be blessed or not, that's up to God. Whether they're supposed to be delivered or not, that's up to God. Father, I pray that your will be done. I pray, oh God, that you use me to only speak what you say speak. Even if it takes, watch this, even if it takes looking foolish in the eyes of other folks, I have to do it. Why? Because this is what you told me to do. You better understand how stupid Jesus looked. Oh, no, he didn't. Did he just say that? You better understand how stupid Jesus looked to many of the folks of his day. He looked crazy the way he was talking. It it doesn't make sense. He looked crazy to them. But he knew who he was getting his marching orders from. So it didn't matter how he looked to them. They were looking for him to be a military giant, a military strategist. But guess what? He says, no, it's not about what you are looking for me to do. It's not about what you expect me to do. It's about what my father says. And if he doesn't say do anything right now, I'm not doing nothing. Even to the point where his mom comes to him and says, hey, we've run out of wine. He says, hey, it's not my time yet. God did not tell me. And I believe in that self-same hour, God said, go ahead, turn the water to wine. Honor her. She came to you. Permissive will. Let's do it. Let's show yourself. Let's show the power. But you've got to be in a position for God to trust you with that kind of power that you won't use it arbitrarily. You won't use it at, at, at your will. You use it according to his will. Don't tell me what he won't do because in his word he said he'll do it. I'll give you gifts. I'll give you power. I'll give you, uh, you. You can tread upon serpents and adders. The spirits will have. They'll. They'll listen to you. The disciples were were living examples. Oh my goodness! It's 25. Let's hit a couple of uh, other scriptures. Uh, Psalms 24. Psalms 24 and 10. Psalms 24 and 10. Again, we're just looking at the majesty. We're adoring him. And when you adore him, again, you better understand, uh, prayerfully, scriptures come to your mind. When it says Psalms 24 and 10, we're all familiar, to, uh, familiar with it. It says, who is, the, who is the king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Ah, I love it. Selah, you better sit back and think about that. Who is the king of glory? Who is this king of glory? Think about it. So the next time you call his name, the next time you bow down, it's not our Father who art in heaven. Sometimes we do it, our Father who art in heaven. In your heart, you got to reverence him. In your heart, I'm doing it, Father, because you said do it. I'm doing it, Father, because I realize what you say is true. I'm doing it, Father, because you have knitted your word in my heart. I'm doing it, Father, because your spirit has identified with my spirit, and you have subdued my spirit. My spirit is subject to your spirit, and I don't do anything unless you say do it. I don't care how it looks to man. Guess what? I do it to honor you. My will is lost in thine. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Let's grab a couple of New Testament scriptures. Again, uh, Hebrews chapter, go to the New Testament. And I always love... Uh, to bring New Testament scriptures just for the folks that may be on the line that, uh, again, that's Old Testament, but that's Old Testament. That's old. Well, guess what? It's in the New Testament too. Hebrews chapter 8. Hebrews chapter 8. Look at verse number 1. Hebrews chapter 8, verse number 1. Now of the things which we have spoken, this is the sum. We have such a high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of what? Of the majesty in the heavens. You better understand, this is why they say, Pastor, why do you say you're not praying again? You're not praying for this one and you're not praying for that one because he is set. Jesus Christ is praying for you. See, my understanding may be uh, different than yours, but when it says he's our intercessor, he intercedes for us. Everything you need, he knows. Everything, watch this, everything that you don't know you need, he knows. He says that he'll give me the desires of my heart. So as the desire of my heart, I want the best that God has for you. That's the desire of my heart. But as I pray to be used by God in this nation, in this world, the desires of my heart are being met. Folks are being blessed And I believe that they're being blessed. Why? Because I'm constantly turning my voice over to God that this nation may be transformed, that the enemy may be pushed back, that he may be held at bay. Why? Thank you, Holy Ghost. Because people of God are saturated with the presence of God and the spirit of God and the will of God. And that's your will. Your will is my will. Why? Because that's what Jesus taught us. I only do. I pray that that becomes your testimony. I only do what God tells me to do. And if he doesn't say anything, even if it looks foolish to others, I'm not here to please other people. I'm here to please God. So there's a season. He could have you on a season of silence where you don't know what to say. And because you don't know what to say, like like you used to, make up something. Because I don't want to seem foolish. I don't want to seem like I don't know. Last scripture. Let's turn there real quick. I want to get this one. For, uh, 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians. You know you're not going to finish it. It's, it's already 29. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. You better bet you I'm going to get it. Watch this. In flaming fire taketh vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Here you are praying for somebody that God's taking vengeance on. You didn't talk to God about whether you should be praying for them, whether you should be laying hands on them, whether you should be speaking blessings over them. Here it is. God is taking vengeance on some folks because of what their parents did and sometimes because of what they did and the lifestyle that they're living, and you're praying blessings on them. I pray that God's will would be done in your life. And if you're supposed to be punished, I'm sorry, you got to be punished. If I got to go through this pain in my body, I'm not praying that this pain gets, goes away. Why? Because God is making intercessions for me, and he knows why he has me in this position. And if I'm supposed to be wandering around in the wilderness, then guess what? i got to wander. Verse number 9, as we close, it says, Who shall punish with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord? See, some folks are going to be forever separated from God. You're trying to pray be- blessings on them, but guess what? They're going to be forever separated from God. That's the punishment. And from the what? The glory of his power. You better recognize who you're dealing with. We're in an age where people have to recognize, stand up and recognize that we're dealing with a God that knows more than us, that we trust you. Can we close out in prayer? You say, well, you don't have that much time. I don't need that much time. Father, let that will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, saints. God willing, we'll talk to you in February. What is that? February the 1st. Have a good evening.